And we are back with a fresh new episode of the Trench Life Podcast. I'm your host, Claudio. I'm joined by my co-hosts. We got Eric and Armin in the house. Armin, how are you doing this lovely I'm evening? pretty good, Claudio. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Eric, I see you're on the line. How are you doing, my man? I'm online, boys. How do I sound? Voice so, of an angel you sounding crystal clear? <laughs> Voice of an angel, crystal clear. <laughs> crystal clear Actually, right now. You sound like you're on speakerphone, though. Is that possible? What? Sure uh, whatever am, but... it is, it's a lot better than <laughs> yeah. whatever it is. It's a lot better than last time. We're going with this. We're gonna, baby. We're I, don't gonna... get, I, don't, I don't get what the fuck the problem is. I mean, I, like, I listen to that shit every day. I don't know, man. Maybe that just doesn't. Uh, it's not compatible with the app we're using or something. I have no idea. But you sound like you're. Uh, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but now you're set. You're sounding good. You're sounding good. And thank God, thank goodness that you're on the line because you're the one that triggered this uh, emergency podcast us Cowboy fans have going right now because we started this on the Facebook chat. We were talking about our boy Dak and his struggles. You brought up some trade scenarios, which I wasn't even thinking about trading Dak, man. The man had like the best rookie season in the history of the NFL for a QB. You're ready to give up (laughs) on him after two years. You're talking about Matt Stafford, Chad Penny. You want to bring back Chad Pennington and shit? <laughs> Explain yourself. Tell me your reasoning about all this. And mention the fact you've always had a love for Andrew Luck. And this is your way of bringing him to the Cowboys now. This is your uh, your final end game. Andrew Luck for Dak Prescott in the first. That's outrageous to me, but... Explain yourself, you Eric. Tra- the floor is yours. You, you broke up a couple times. You said that trading Andrew, trading a first and Dak for Andrew Luck is outrageous. A first and Dak for Andrew Luck is outrageous. If anything, they should give us a first. They should give the Cowboys a first for taking Dak. Stop. Oh man, I think first of all, Andrew. Dude, Dak Prescott look at the NFL the, right now. Dak Prescott looks like look. a backup quarterback and. So he's basically nothing. You're basically essentially the trade is a first for Andrew Luck. Would you not take that he's chance? He's two seasons away from having. He's two seasons away from having the best rookie year, if not the best top three rookie year for quarterback all time. Is it? Like, and you want to take? I'm confused with that. I, I mean, is that a factor? Well, look at the numbers. They, how? What did they finish that year? Twelve and four, thirteen and three. What man? The guy was the best statistical he, year ever. He had a great team around him. He, he had a great team, but he was like a major cog of that team. Uh, he didn't throw an interception until, if I recall, week eleven. Did did Zeke I think it was. not lead the league in rushing that year? Yeah, he did. And he uh, somehow, yes, he, he somehow. Do you agree with him winning Rookie of the Year over Zeke? No, I didn't agree with it so then, and I'm the not going to agree with it. the best quarterback rookie of the year ever? How was that the best quarterback year ever? Bro? I didn't say it was the best quarterback rookie of the year ever. I said it was the best rookie season for a quarterback ever. Anyways, the long story short, I'm rooting for Dak, but the, the reality is he can't throw over 200 yards. The over-under is like four and a half or something for the season. It's gone down. And obviously, you know, Jerry Jones, I don't know what he's up to these days, but clearly he's not into fucking picking up receivers anymore, and, or, and nor any playmaker, <laughs> for that matter. I mean, that's not helping. But the reality is, he's inaccurate. I watched that game again. I've watched all three games this year. I watched him last year. We lost Zeke last year at some point. He still had Witten and Dez. As, as much as everybody shits on Dez, he's 
still a playmaker, and he still made plays. I think he was, like, top five in touchdowns last year. Yes, he had drops, which wasn't good, but he can't get the ball to the primary receiver. He's not able to – he's not accurate. He misses open players, even if they're shit. In that Seahawks game, he just misses players. He just can't make it happen, and it's uh, it's unfortunate because I was rooting for him, but he's just not that great, man. That's the reality. The ceiling is very low with Dak. I would say I disagree Shannon- wholeheartedly. There's no way that guy's ceiling is low. If anything, he's a he's a victim of bad coaching and bad game planning. Obviously, his confidence is rattled. I admit he's got something in his head that's stopping him from trying to go for the deep balls. But this all could be rectified. Yeah, but he's never had a good it's deep not- ball, Claudio. And even so, now it's coaching. But year one, it was all him when he was such a he had such a great year. Like, uh, like if Tony Romo was there, do we not have I, that I, same year? I think we had, we're even more exposed. I, I can't say that. I don't know. Tony Romo was there for how many years? And uh, we had one year that was similar to what we had with that. Uh, more like two or three years, but sure. One year. One how year. one year? Well, how one year? We went to... Uh, the year, the year that Demarco, the year that Demarco Murray was the rushing. So that year where the Giants beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, that year they, the Cowboys weren't great. They were like thirteen and three. Oh, yeah. that year that he went to Cabo is that the year you're talking about? That year, yeah, exactly. No, actually, no. The year with Ca- the Cabo was. Is that the year with, <laughs> that he went to Cabo. I think so. Yeah, I think so because they had a bye week, and that's when that's when that's why he left to uh, Cabo during a bye week. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna fault him for that. But, uh... Oh, I would say for me, like I'm kind of in between both you guys because I, I'm not as high on Dak as Claudio is, or or sort of look back as numbers, but I'm not as low either uh, as Eric is. But I do, I do, um, I do think some of those trade scenarios, like I have the numbers over here if you guys want to go over them. So uh, in his rookie year, the, the the best rookie quarterback year. It was a really, really good year. Sixty, almost sixty-eight percent completion percentage, three thousand six hundred and sixty-seven yards, twenty-three touchdowns, and only four picks. Plus, he had six rushing touchdowns. He averaged two hundred and twenty-nine yards passing per game, and averaged about eighteen rushing yards per game that year. Right now, this season, after three games, he's averaging one hundred and sixty-six yards in the air. So that's that's like, uh, what is that? That's uh, 40. I can't do it like that here. So, well, I know in the last 10 games, he hasn't thrown for 200 yards. I, I've seen that stat. He's like, he's thrown like nine out of 10 games under 200 yards. That's embarrassing. Seriously, that's fucking embarrassing. Like, <laughs> we can blame the lack of playmakers all we want, all that shit, but the reality is. We could only win 20 to 17 games. If anybody scores 24 points, we're fucked. It's crazy. That's just the reality. Yeah, we didn't have that problem with Romo. There was other issues when Romo was there, but you're right. In the sense that Romo uh, was able to, to sort of keep the offense uh, explosive, that's what we don't have right now. But I feel like it's not just Zach. I feel like it's... The whole offense as a whole looks, well, looks really terrible. Let's not let the coaching off the hook, Armin. Their coaching is awful. The offensive side is awful. Oh my god. And the front office. Why aren't we getting Earl Thomas? Why isn't Earl Thomas a cowboy right now? Apparently the coaches, the cowboy coaches went to him after the game last week and told him, Oh yeah, you're gonna be with us soon. Well, where is he? 
Like, I don't understand. You're saying that we can't win games unless it's 2017. Though. Well, Earl Thomas will help us keep the other team at 17, at least. If we're not going to pick up the receivers, at least let's double down on the defense. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Like game I, don't know. Go ahead, I don't know how much he actually helps in this team. Because that's, I don't, I find our defense actually pretty impressive. Yeah, but imagine how much, how much better it would be with Earl Thomas. Yeah, I mean, the one, the one thing we don't do well, which is what Earl Thomas would do, is, is turn the ball over, like, to get to, to create turnovers. So, in that sense, he could help. Plus the fact that we spoke about this on the Facebook chat, they just don't can't find ways to get Zeke the ball in different situations. Yeah. We've spoken about this. Even on the last pod, B and Armin spoke about this. That's a failure on the coaches. You have these guys on your rookie contracts now. You should have built the team around them now. After you're going to have to make the tough decisions, you're obviously going to end up paying Zeke. What do you do with Dak? At this point, what do you do with him? If he was a free agent after this year, you probably don't sign him. But has he had a fair shake? Like, he lost his tight end. He wasn't replaced with anybody. He lost his number one receiver. He wasn't replaced with anybody. You're not getting plays for the most explosive guy on your team, Zeke, like, to get him the ball. So, should we blame all this on Dak? Well, for the receiver part, I think Dak, you know, I I remember him saying a few months ago, they lost Dad. I'm pretty sure it was his decision. And he basically said something like, uh, what do you say? He said, we don't need a number one. I'm just going to toss it around to everyone. Some shit I like thought that. that was going to be the case as well. Yeah, I thought that was going to be the case well, as the well. Is, he well, has obviously been that hasn't worked. To everyone, except it's been hitting their toes. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. like, it, yes. <laughs> like, he's just not no, accurate. You, you... He's not that great. <laughs> I mean, I, I like... I think it's way too early to, to dismiss this guy and like pay, check him off as like a guy that didn't pan out. No, look, Mario, I'm rooting for him, and I see the skill set. Like, it doesn't seem like you're rooting for it. You're not I saying. I am rooting for him, but I, I, I made a comment, and we it came up to this that I have to defend myself. But the reality, I, I want him to be better. But he even in his rookie year, like as great as he was, there was a lot of. You could tell he couldn't throw it deep. There was no explosiveness in the arm, right? It was all dink and dunk. Zeke was a massive part of that plan. It, it just, people couldn't figure it out. And that O-line at the time was so good and so dominant, it just helped him. Now, it's not Well, good. yeah, that's obvious. Okay, but now it's not as good, and he's just not able to go through his progressions. He's not even, if you think about it, his strength is athleticism, and he's not really using it. We can blame the coaching staff, but the reality is for that type of stuff, sometimes it's just instinct, right? It's time for me to make a play and go. He's not doing that. He's so, I don't know, man. Oh, he did it in the Giants game. Yeah, sure, I guess, but... What do you mean, I guess? He had a good game and then maybe he didn't throw for 200 the yards. Game, but it was the defense that one, don't you think? Dude, think about this. He threw for 180 yards in that Giants game. One of those throws was for 70 yards. I feel okay with the defense winning games or the running back, whatever the case, who wins the games, if you're paying back what you're paying him. Your solution is to bring in Andrew Luck, and he's still not winning you games. It's still going to be the defense. It's still going to be Zeke. But I'm paying fucking Andrew Luck $25 million to do it. I'd rather pay a guy like Zeke. At least I'm getting what I pay for. First of all, that wasn't my solution. I was asking a question if you would do it. 
And yeah. then you asked me if I would. Well, do you it, said you do it in a bat of an eye. In a bat of an eye. You think Andrew Luck doesn't move the ball up and down the field? He does, man. And he has no running game. Even though he lost last week, he played in. He has a running game. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? I forgot the dude's name. I tried to get him on the in fantasy. I tried to bid on him. I lost. He's not bad. He got released by in our in our league. Wilkins there. Yeah, he got released. Yeah, He's available. Oh, I could get I could get him back. <laughs> no, no. But I disagree about moving the ball up and down. I actually find that he's. It might be a, a function of, of. I'm sorry. I sorry to interrupt, Darwin, but I own Andrew like this year, as I mentioned last uh, last week's podcast, and I'm watching the Colts game. He's not moving shit. He's like. Average as average could be. He's like the the poster boy for an average quarterback right now. He's got good defense, better defense than anybody expected the Colts have. They're hanging in there, and he's not shining at all. He's he's just there. He's making some nice throws, but he's not. He's not. He's like the Carey Price of uh, of football. He's gonna cripple you with that contract. That's why I'm totally against that deal. Okay, maybe you were just saying hypothetically. I'm not saying this was your master plan. That was like just to exaggerate. But it's a really bad deal for the Cowboys. They would be crippled by that contract. And he's not a guy, he's not an Aaron Rodgers that we say, okay, we got Andrew Luck. Everything's taken care of. Everything's gonna fall into place. Cause it's not. He's not that guy. All right, so Eric, let, let's talk about the deals because you, you mentioned two potential deals about, about whether or not we would do it. And I think it's not about it's not about if that deal's realistic. It's about whether you would do it if you're the Cowboys. No, no, yeah, realistic, realistic. I'm not talking about that we can't fit him in our uh, salary cap, but I am discussing the fact that he does get paid a lot of money, and that's gonna affect future signings. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. And it looks like Eric is not even here, gonna be here to defend himself now. But basically, the deal was <laughs> at first he proposed, um, you know, would you do Dak and a first for Matt Stafford? And I think I, I would do that one. Uh, if, if it's me, I think I, I would do that deal. Because I just find that, you know, Matthew Stafford is 30 years old. He's probably got a good, like, six, seven years. He's probably got a good six, seven years in him. I think that deal I would do. Matt Stafford for Dak. And the wait, wait, wait a minute. How old is, is Matthew Stafford? I don't think he has six, seven years left. I feel like Matthew Stafford's been, like, He's 30 years old. in every tanks. He's 30 years Seriously? old. Seriously? Oh, I thought he was a little older. I feel like he's been in every Thanksgiving game for the last, like, 12 years or something. <laughs> well, how old is Andrew Luck, Armin? Andrew Luck must be maybe a year younger. I think he must be 29. Hold on, let me check. Really? No way. There's got to be bigger age gap between Luck and Stafford, no? I think he's 28 or something like that. Yeah, he got drafted first overall after Cam. Yeah, he must be, like... He's 29. He got drafted the year. He's 29. He just, he just turned 29 September 12. So he's 29 and Stafford's, Stafford's 30. And so both, those were both deals you, you proposed. You said basically Dak in the first for Stafford or Dak in the first for Luck. Claudio said no to both. Uh, you said yes to both. And I said yes to Stafford and no to Luck. You said no to both, Claudio? God damn. That I'm not giving up a first-round pick to get a, a marginal upgrade at quarterback. Marginal? We don't have the team. We don't have the team. Like, we're not going to... You know that first-round pick we're going to give up if it's the next year's pick is going to be a top-ten pick with any of those two guys at quarterback. Our team isn't good enough. Uh, you need, like, to get an Aaron... 
You need to get an Aaron Rodgers back to make to justify giving away a first round pick. Aaron Rodgers? No one's gonna give Aaron Rodgers. People don't give up Aaron Rodgers. They don't give up Tom Brady. They, that shit doesn't happen. You gotta go and up people with a shouldn't give up. To be a risk. You can't just be like. And people should. And people shouldn't give up on a guy that had a great rookie season. Uh, on a rookie deal still because of bad coaching and circumstances beyond this control. So you're saying like the Redskins shouldn't have given up on RG3. He was explosive. RG- he was 10 times the rookie year that fucking Matt, that uh, Dak had. Like, he took... I, don't, I wouldn't go that I far. But, uh... You guys clearly have amnesia. Do you guys remember what happened that year? The Redskins were shit. The year before, he brought them to the playoffs and missed games. He was incredible. I had him as a in that UFL league. He was fucking unbelievable. I'm looking at. I'm looking up the stats now. Hold on, give me a second. Let me bring it up. And he listen. He, R- he did not play 16 games. I think he played 13. Listen, uh, RG3. His coaching staff sold him out. They they kept him in that game. I'll always remember, like yesterday, like he was like a gladiator in the Roman in the Roman <laughs> times. <laughs> they, they, they sacrificed him at the stake, man. But I heard they you talking before, and you were talking about Andrew Luck and how he couldn't do shit. You know, he played tough games, and he so far he games who were all impressed by because they beat the Packers. He took them at home in Washington. He beat them. He also played the defending champs last week in yeah, the he did rain. It, he did it in the rain. In the rain. And I watched <laughs> the game. I have him at a five hundred dollar league. He was moving the ball like crazy. Those receivers were dropping balls like crazy. Like like it was their first time playing fucking football. It's like when I throw my son the little tennis ball, I'm like, catch it and it hits him right in the face and he's like, What happened? He's like, why are you doing that? <laughs> what was happening in that Colts game? Because I know, because I had, not only do I have luck on my league, I had huge money on the Colts. Just to let you guys know, RG3 played 15 games that year. He had 3,200 yards exactly. Uh, less than Dak. Yeah, less than Dak. 20 touchdowns. That's like six less than Dak. Five picks. One no, more no, than no, it, was, it was three less. Uh, no, Dak threw... How much did I say? Oh, 23. You're right. 23. Three less. And he, six, uh, and he had six rushing touchdowns. How many rushing touchdowns did RG3 have? Uh, seven. So he had one more than Dak. But he averaged one how less many, game, how many, I how think. How many rushing yards? Yeah, he averaged 54 per game as opposed to Dak's 18. So he averaged a lot more yards. Yeah. yeah, but overall, Dak still had the and better... Who was, the, and who was... Uh, go just quickly search who was their running back. Oh, yeah. It was Alfred Morris. The butler who's been <laughs> on 17 scenes, 17 scenes, a six round pick. Alfred <laughs> was a solid back then. But you know, like you were saying, yeah, plus he was, I think, a rookie of the year that I don't know, not rookie of the year, but he was like a Pro Bowler, Alfred Morris, that year. But, um, but just to say though, uh, you, I, I think it's clear no matter what, it's definitely pretty close. Either you go either way, arguably, but in terms of rookie season, they're both pretty close. I think I think the trade that you proposed, Matt Stafford for Dak and a first, to me, I think Matt Stafford actually does prevent us, give a significant upgrade and a chance to, you know, when when the Cowboys go to those five wide sets, and and Dak has to pick sort of uh, what the defense gives him and, and spread the defense out and, and give it somebody to make a play. 
I think Stafford can do that very consistently. He does it already in Detroit. And, uh, you know, we don't have the receivers that Detroit has, but I think that in terms of getting the ball to the receiver, I think Matt Stafford is definitely a surer bet to me than both Luck and Dak. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, I, I agree with he that. He has a better arm, obviously. But I just don't think he's that smart, like pre-snap. I see him making mistakes all the time. So does Luck, but I just find Luck takes that re- open running back. Zeke is there on the right. He hand, he gives it to him. You know, he does that type of stuff. And you just... Anyways, I would take both, like I said. So I'm on both sides. So I'm happy. I would take both over Dak any day. Dak right now, I heard a stat today. He's like 30th out of 32 quarterbacks right now. Yeah. Well, listen. If everything is, right now, if, every, if everything is even, obviously I do these trades. If this was fantasy football, and all you're doing is training guys, obviously I do it right now. But what I'm talking about is the contract situations. I'm sorry, it's not even. You know, Dak's on his rookie deal. This is the time where you're supposed to surround them with talent, like Chicago's trying to do with uh, with their quarterback getting Khalil Mack and what. Uh, Carson Wentz got with the Eagles. We haven't done the same for Dak Prescott. We haven't gotten guys uh, to take advantage of the fact that he's on his rookie deal right now. Yeah, but Claudio, it's over. At the end of this year, Dak Prescott, there needs to be a decision made. I heard it today that he need, he can act, he can start signing his contract because he was a fourth-round pick. Because he was a fourth-round pick, it's decision time at the end of this year. Next year, no? What? Uh, they get signed to the extension this year. Next year is the last year of his contract, basically. So, but he could start looking. He could start demanding. This is the year. Apparently, if this I were is, him, I'd wait the, on this that. This is the key year, apparently, <laughs> right here for Dak. Well, so far, it's not really, uh, it's not really going to be advantageous for him if he uh, decides to try to negotiate a contract after this. Okay, season. But let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. If you guys are Stephen Jones. Uh, or I think Stephen Jones. If you're Stephen Jones, what do you do this year? Like after this season? You're well, saying? right now, basically this season you can negotiate. As of this season, you can negotiate an extension at the end of the season for Dak Prescott. Now, the options are either you negotiate now and you sign him to a long-term deal. You don't negotiate and you know, run the risk of, uh, you know, free agency or franchise tag potentially, or you just don't sign him. Uh, I, I would try to sign him as a middle of the pack quarterback and try to give him the least guaranteed money possible. And I take a chance like that. Yeah, but if you're Dak, do you take that deal? I don't think so. Well, at this point, like, I mean, he doesn't have much uh, much bargaining power. What is he going to say? I'm ranked 30th out of 32. Unless he bets on himself like Joe Flacco. Yeah. Joe Flacco or even, yeah, even bet her on. cousins. Let me ask you guys this. you guys think the Ravens regret that Joe Flacco deal? That was what? He won the Super Bowl six years ago? Uh-huh. They maxed him out. What do you I think he's on his last year now, but what do you guys think of that deal? I don't think you could regret it because they got that Super Bowl. So one Super Bowl every seven years will be worth it? I guess so. 
Well, yeah, if I was a Cowboy fan, you bet your ass. Like, you gotta have the Cowboy, you bet your ass if you were there. <laughs> that's 10 Super Bowls in Give me uh, one seven uh, every years, 10 baby. years. That's and... 10 Super Bowls in 7 years, baby. <laughs> and not only that, he was he was incredible that playoff run. So, yeah, definitely. He had a good few years, actually. Yeah, for sure. That he had to drop, all that stuff. Look, it's hard to build your What do you do? Dude, what do you do if you're Steven Jones right now? You're talking to I Aaron, huh? him. I won't even talk. I let it ride. I ride it out for you. Unless yeah, I think if it's an opportunity and we're like a top ten pick, and there's a chance to trade up and get that kid from Oregon, I'm I'm doing it. I'm going for the new quarterback. I'm not going to wait around and pick my chances on Dak and try and keep building. Get the stud quarterback. That's what we need. Oh, what do you think? What kind of possible deal could we make to, to get Wrangle a top 10 pick without giving up like Zeke or something? Let's say we're in the eighth. No, but because I was I was hearing, uh, anyways, I was listening to, I think, The Herd or whatever. And he was talking about the top eight picks as of right now. The top seven don't need a quarterback or something like that. They all have their quarterback. Baker, uh, you know, all these guys are there. They all have their guy, right? Derek Carr, whatever it is. So you trade. You make a trade. You offer uh, your eighth pick. And, you know, we have a bunch of D linemen. Let's say the Raiders. Wouldn't you trade, let's say, I don't know, maybe not DeMarcus Lawrence because he wants to get paid, but uh, any one of those other guys. We have a few D linemen, edge rushers to get rid of. Taco Charlton. You offer think, those guys, Taco Charlton, uh, you know, maybe... Yeah, but I'm hearing that... Uh, sorry to interrupt, but I'm hearing that uh, Gruden's might be uh, fed up of uh, Derek Carr. Might get rid of him. Yeah, but it's going to be hard. Yeah. Didn't he sign his big contract last year? Whatever. The yeah. Point, yeah, but the point is, guys, you trade up as much as you get to the first round. Whoever has it, that first thing, you give what you can. You know, you offer, you put in your chips on the table, and you, you try to make it happen. Most of the time, most of the time in those type of trades, it's, it's draft pick. So, like, let's say if the eighth pick, maybe a second round pick, maybe a fourth or fifth. It's gonna be like a package like that, more more than likely than existing players. I don't disagree, yeah. but I I think for Dallas, I I think what I would do is is just sort of I agree with Eric. I think I hold off. Uh, on any contract extension, let things play out next year, and if the Cowboys struggle again next year, then you know they'll have their high pick. And uh, most likely, if if it comes down to that, I probably would even trade Zeke uh, if it came down to it. Uh, if what? If, yeah, because it'll be Zeke's. It'll be Zeke's uh, fourth year, fifth year, maybe not fourth year. Sorry, it'll be the end of his fourth year. He'll be going into his fifth year, and he'll be, he'll be needing a big contract after that fifth season. And how much money do you want to pay a running back who um, is probably going to be heavily used? I, I think if Dak doesn't come through next season and the Cowboys struggle and have a, don't make the playoffs like this season and next season, I think you're looking at a complete rebuild, especially of the offense. Well, that's why maybe you keep Garrett on board. That way you don't use Zeke too much and uh, you make the trade <laughs> for that quarterback. You, just you keep them both. <laughs> Yeah, Garrett. Garrett wants to have Zeke for the rest of his coaching <laughs> career to, <laughs> until he's in his like seventies, coaching the Cowboys, clapping. 
he's limiting his minutes, man. He's like pop with the, with like, the Spurs. No more than 16 touches for Zeke. Yeah, same, man. <laughs> I'm surprised he doesn't bench him some games, you know, rest him up a little. Oh, red shirt, quick red shirt. Yeah, so I think we've uh, we've discussed this uh, Dak uh, this Dak thing way too much. I don't know what more we could say about Armin. You have any more points you want to talk about? No, no, I'm good. You good, Eric? Any more final thoughts? You haven't been on in a while. Anything in particular you want to talk about other than this uh, Dak situation? Uh, well. I think so far the NFL is pretty cool. Uh, it sucked that Garoppolo got hurt last week. It's been nice having all the quarterbacks in, right? Like that's what I—that's what makes the NFL the NFL. The, the biggest controversy for me is basically these Clay Matthew hits. Like, what do you guys think about that? Well, listen, I think we're all going to come into agreement about that one. Uh, it's a little ridiculous. You can't touch the quarterback anymore. Uh, I don't know, man. There's really no way to to rectify this. Like, what are you supposed to do? I understand. Like you said in your initial statement, it's like the quarterbacks that make the league, right? So they're trying to protect the quarterbacks. But in essence, they're taking away from the game with all these crappy calls. Armin, what do you think about the situation? Oh, I hate it so much. It, just, it's, it's, it changes the game so much. And it's like they, they're taking the rule. It's like you fix one rule. You fix the, the, the what is a catch rule. And now you add this rule, and it just, it just makes it confuses everything again. And it just, it's, I think the rule is good, actually, Marvin. I think the rule is good. You think the rule? Oh, yeah, but it's not being applied the right way. It's like the yeah, but did you see Jalen Smith the other day with that hit he'd made on Russell Wilson, how he kind of shifted his body and made the hit. Uh, I did see it, but I was like, uh, it's. If you can do, I don't think you can do it all the time. Like, I heard Von Miller talking about how uh, he just is going to go for the ball and that's it, you know? And that's what you have to do. Defense basically has become you either pick the ball or strip the ball. That's the only defense you can really play. Don't forget, they helped the D a few years ago as well. Well, I think it was like two years ago. Before, you couldn't push the player out of bounds when he was in the air catching it in the 90s. That would be considered a catch. Now yeah. you can do that. You're able to use that, right? They're they're not just making it one way. They're trying to help. You shouldn't, you know. They're. I hate the. For me, I hate more that, that the receiver down the middle. How you can't hit him. That's what sucks. They eliminated that massive hit, which mm-hmm. kind of that annoys me. I think for the quarterback rule, what they have to do is that body weight thing. It has to be more like it has to be shifted. If the quarterback's in an angle. Like, you shouldn't be able to land on his shoulder. But if he's not landing on his back, I mean, too bad. That's part of the game, right? Like, like. What if the quarterback had a flag? <laughs> no, I'm being honest. Would you want, Would you stop watching football if the quarterback had a flag? Yeah, that would be uh, terrible. You wouldn't. That would be terrible. <laughs> but even, like, even if, you, if you tap him on the helmet, like, if you're just, you're being blocked by the offensive lineman, you reach your hand to maybe block the shot, and your hand, like, touches the helmet that's a flag too like you can't even touch him on the head and, and I don't know I just it's just hard to watch I find it's hard to, I don't I don't mind the rule about hitting receivers because I do find sometimes those hits were um, you know they were they were they were very physical they were very they were scary at times you know how the player would react 
But uh, some of these things on the quarterbacks, they're like, the quarterback doesn't even mind what happened. And he's like, oh, I got a flag for that? Cool, I'll take it. You know, yeah. like that's where, that's how it looked to me. Like, Kirk Cousins got bailed out on that on that throw with Clay Matthews to him. And Alex did the same thing here in, in, in this last game. But definitely, that's why it just changes the, the too much of a change on the uh, impact the, of the game. Like they, they should, you know. I heard I heard uh, Lombardi talking about like uh, Mike Lombardi talking about how they should just show the players. Okay, well here on this play, this is how demonstrate how how the right way to be tackled. And if they, if they can do it, then fine. But I don't think it doesn't feel like they can, or it doesn't feel like it's physically. Yeah, definitely, for sure, for sure. Uh, what about the one last thing about the Dak thing? What do you think about this? Never happened, but just an interesting thought I just had. As Cowboy fans, would you trade Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott to the Pittsburgh Steelers for Ben Roethlisberger and Le'Veon Bell? Yeah. You got the defense. Yeah, you're all in it to win now. That's for me. I mean, you're upgrading at You got that O-line. You're upgrading at quarterback, and you got a running back that's about three, four years older, and whatever, in the end, whatever. Okay, he's slight. I guess he's the same caliber running back, right? Yeah, yeah he's the same caliber running back. It's just that your window is now, like, two years. Yeah, but you get... But, like, you definitely have a window. But you definitely have a window because you know Roethlisberger is a guy that's been there before and he could take you again if healthy. Although he's super overrated now, Roethlisberger. But... <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you would definitely do it. Yeah, because I'm a big <laughs> I don't want to see them win now. You're just so down on Dak, it's ridiculous. But uh, uh, yeah, what I about how you can be eye on him? Well, I'm not super high on him. I'm not like uh, the president of his fan club right now. I just see it was like not too long ago. The guy was playing great. I think that he could. He has to be in the right. I think he has to be in the right. Honestly, yeah, he has to be in the right. The the coaches have not put him in the best spot to succeed, in my opinion. Yeah, they don't they don't run the plays. That clearly he's made for to be successful. You know, we talked about it in the last episode. He started a little bit like that, but uh, in in that Giants game, but they didn't sustain it. And like it's run pass options, and it's really uh, moving him a lot from the pocket. I just don't find they're doing that. When it, whenever he's sitting in the pocket and has to pick off, pick the defense apart, he's going to struggle. If he's forced to. And, like, he's not attacking defenses deep. And I don't know if that's him or if it's the offense and how it's set up. But, uh, you know, as far as going deep, uh, it's not really um, it's not really part of their game plan right now. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We don't even have a really a deep threat, to be honest. Who's our deep threat? Tavon Austin? It, which surprised me why Michael Gallup is not more involved. Like, I find the Cowboys rotate receivers, like, as if it's a, a hockey team, like, People are checking. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually ridiculous. Like, I, how many receivers have you guys seen play in a game? I've seen, we've seen Hurd, Beasley, uh, Deontay Thompson, 
uh, Tavon Austin. We've seen Gallup. Uh, like, that's five already. Am I missing anybody? You've seen, you've seen three tight ends. You've seen Jarwin. You've seen Swain. You've seen Rico Gathers. Uh, yeah, yeah, we haven't seen uh, nearly enough of Rico Gathers. In my oh my God! You guys watch that video that I that I sent to that chat with the, that guy Scooter Magruder or whatever his name is. Yeah. At one point, he's like, "That's it." He's like clapping. He's like, "Bring Rico Gathers in, uh, in the red zone." And then I think uh, I think the defense calls timeout. And then on the next following play, instead of running the same play or keeping Rico out there, they, Rico get, comes out. <laughs> like I don't know what happened, what changed, but. But also, and they think. Well, because uh, because Garrett probably had that one play that Gathers was going to be involved in, and the other team knew it because he's so predictable. So when they called the timeout, he had to like start over. <laughs> and that's what probably happened. Uh, but <laughs> I remember watching the game. I was thinking the same thing. Like, I don't get it. Why is he coming out? And both Garrett and and uh, another coach were talking to him. So he must have done something wrong. I don't know, or either wrong, or or they just explained to him why he's coming out. They were like, listen, man, I feel like you're going to catch this. We're going to need you on the sidelines here. <laughs> oh, man. What do we have to do to get this guy fired? It feels like it's going to be a frustrating season. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was like a Simmons pod where he was saying how the Cowboys could be like disastrous this year. And I was like saying in my head, they're not going to be disastrous. Like, okay, maybe they'll be eight and eight, but it's not going to be a disastrous year. But no, it's looking like it could just be that. Well, if you look at that team, I was never really afraid. Trader, trader. I'm on team money, you know, but the (laughs) Zeke. Kind of messed that game up several times. Like he said it though. He said it. What? Yeah, he he took the blame for it at least. Yeah, yeah. So did Dak. But you know, it's not the defense is good. Like really good. I find like they have players. The front seven is solid. (laughs) So I mean, and of course we just lost Sean Lee for what like three weeks, probably the year that hamstring ain't gonna heal anytime soon. So. No, he's gonna re-aggravate yeah. it or something, doing something. Yeah, he's gonna be at full flip <laughs> on a grape and fucking re-aggravate that thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's still a good D. It's still a good D. That side of the ball is good. And Zeke, we mentioned it before, he leads the league in rushing, despite the fact that everybody knows he's gonna get the ball, and he's still doing his thing. So, well, it's like I mean, it's very an an, an, an impressive lead of rushing, yeah. like. I wouldn't have picked him like out of. He would have been maybe my fifth pick. I, like I when I was, I was gonna guess, but you you got it right away, uh, Eric. When Armin asked us, I, he wasn't gonna be my in my top three four picks for sure. Especially after uh, McCaffrey ran for 180 <laughs> last week. Like I don't know how he's not in the lead with after a big Russian performance like that. No, I guess he's been more steady or whatever. Yeah, well. Anyways, Zeke doesn't have 20 carries yet in a game, and he leads, in, he leads the league in rushing. So, you know, there is some upside potentially, um, you know, but you know, we've talked about this before. There's no team that, that has more trouble sort of getting over things like injuries than the Dallas Cowboys. So injuries or, like, uh, anything that's sort of like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, their backs are against the wall or, or, or any sort of obstacles. 
they have they have adversity uh, they they have trouble overcoming any type of adversity there's no team that struggles before that when one thing happens yeah. everything falls apart it's like a jenga yeah, you, piece you lose tyron smith you go on a six game losing streak it's fucking unbelievable like they they can't overcome anything. Yeah, and, it's incredible. And now you lose, you lose Travis, <laughs> Travis Frederick on the offensive line, and my God, the offensive line is constantly letting pre- uh, people through. Ooh, we still have two other Pro Bowls. I don't understand. Like, what's going on? We have two other Pro Bowls. Two two guys who were second round talents. I know Lael Collins didn't get drafted, but he was supposed to go to the second round. And Connor Williams was in the second round. Like, like I don't I don't understand that. Like, how how can we not overcome? One one player missing the center out of all things. I, I, I'm not trying to downgrade the center position, but I feel like you can you can make up the center. You can make up from a an injury at center. Pittsburgh does it all the time. Whenever a pouncey gets hurt, he gets hurt every year. No, we can't overcome anything. Any 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 obstacle, we can lose our long snapper and we're done. Four games. <laughs> 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 That's it. It's just no, there's no fight in them. Oh, like as crazy. soon as one thing goes bad, it's over. And, and that's it's terrible, bro. Like you know, you're gonna be this low-scoring team, and you get rid of Dan Bailey. Like, well, what are we running out of money? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah, yeah, that was ridiculous. Like, okay. <laughs> like, like what's going on, Jerry? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Yeah, I agree. And, you know, and trying to so- save a million dollars for the kicker. Like, fuck off, dude. This is what we need right now. Holy shit. Yeah. You know what? I'm kind of happy he went to the Vikings, though, because it's probably going to, like, you know how they always get fucked over by their kicker in the playoffs? Like, Thunder Dan's going to come through for them. They deserve something. I think Minnesota fans have suffered long enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, I just want to mention I know we talk a lot about football, and, and that's what we do on this pod. You know, basketball's coming soon, though, so. Th- you know, that's going to create a lot of uh, podcast material, I'm sure. And I just want to... Oh, fuck. I can't wait for our uh, our season preview episode. <laughs> Last year was a really good... Last year was a really good one, and I can't wait. Hopefully, Armin, you're going to be on for this year's, and uh, it's going to be a really good one. Yeah. And I just want to say that I'm, I'm also watching... Uh, I have the Habs-Leafs preseason game on, and the Leafs scored two shorthanded goals in 30 seconds in the third period. Just wanted to throw that out there. It's going to be a long year for the Habs. <laughs> oh my God, that's ridiculous. Two short articles. Hilarious. I watched a little of like the, the game they played Saturday night. I think they were playing Ottawa. and uh, The first shot Ottawa took, they scored. And uh, I said, like, oh, wow, Price is in mid-season form already. <laughs> was, tr- was Price in Nets? Yeah. Yeah, he's in Nets today too. They ended up winning that game in Ottawa. Uh, by the way, they came back. They were losing two nothing. I think they ended up winning three two. But the fact is, like in today's NHL, I'm not like the biggest NHL fan, but you can't win when you pay your your goalie that much money and he's not delivering at an all star level. He's maybe an all star, but he's not winning many games for you. I mean, you need like a a guy like Price to be dominating for you if you're gonna pay him that much. None of the teams that have gone on to win the Stanley Cup have a a goalie that's taking up that much of your cap. Yeah, and I saw I saw they showed a graphic that he's like the highest paid goalie by almost two million dollars per year. 
Yeah, because it's not done. That was a terrible contract. Listen, I'm not. Uh, I know people think I'm against Price because at the time I was more of a Halak guy, but I I recognize Price's talents. I'm just saying, in today's NHL, you don't pay a goalie that much money. It's like a how do you say like in the NFL, you don't give a running back that much money, right? Yeah. So, well, that supports my Zeke argument that, we, that I made earlier too. <laughs> No, definitely, definitely. But do you think the Steelers are better off playing with Bell or playing without Bell? You know, there's certain situations where maybe it's uh, it's justified. Well, I think they're they're they're, they're doing fine with Connor. Really, <laughs> I think being a, a Bell owner in my fantasy league, like he, he he fucked himself hard. Like he's he's just this was a terrible decision by him. terrible, and he's losing a million dollars almost per week, and he doesn't seem to even cares. But whatever. Hey, he looks like he's going to get traded. No, I heard a rumor he's going to get traded. The Jets are interested. Yeah, so that would be interesting. Yeah, man. What else we got to talk, talk about? One last uh, one last shot about, uh, well, before we go, there's the, it was all football. Let's just go quick NBA, Eric, Jimmy Butler. You think he's going to end up with them, his preferred destination of the Miami Heat or Minnesota going to trade him to the best deal available? Is some team going to step up? I'm hearing rumors now the Rockets are trying to pull together an offer. Sorry, be- before you go to that question, I don't understand. Last week I heard it was the Clippers that were his preferred destination. What happened to that? He changed to the Heat today. Apparently. After Pat Riley put the pressure on. Pat Riley showed him the rings. That's it. And Doc uh, Rivers and, <laughs> and the Clippers showed him the banners there. That they <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers banners. That's tight. <laughs> so, uh, Eric... I think I think he'll get what he wants because that's what the NBA is. The NBA rolls out the red carpets to whatever the player wants. That's what they do. Uh, good or bad, some people like it. I think I think it's a joke. It's uh, and it's gonna happen no matter what. So he's gonna go to wherever the fuck. You he think wants. that they're gonna? Well, the Indiana took Indiana took a hard stand. They didn't trade him to the Lakers. I think the Lakers are actually offering a better package than the Oklahoma City, and they did it out of spite. Yeah, because Indiana got lucky with the Paul George deal. So did the, so did San Antonio. These two teams, these two clubs, were willing to take that risk. Now, if someone comes up and gives Minnesota a great deal, they're for that one year that Jim Butler's out. Of course, they're going to take it. Yeah, but that's but, becoming that's becoming the the trend now. Sure, but but in the end they might leave, right? Like so, you're taking that risk. It worked out for OKC, but you know what? Kawhi Leonard doesn't have Russ Westbrook on the team. No, no, but they're a team that were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, and they just upgraded Demar Derozan for Kawhi Leonard. And now Kyle Lowry doesn't want to show up. I. I don't know how Toronto is going to do this year. I'm not sure. Anyway, point being, yeah, he'll, he, my point is he's going to get traded and the next year he'll go wherever he wants. It's how the NBA works. So you believe in this, like uh, this pre-agency, basically, the, the term that uh, Bill Simmons coined. The year before your yeah. free agency is really your free agency. Armin, yeah. you think he's going to the Heat? Um... <laughs> To be honest, like uh, I, I saw that rumor. I, I thought for sure the Clippers would be able to offer a package uh, because they, they have a lot of useful players. You know, I, I don't think Minnesota's going to get much in this deal. It's clear that uh, he's going to leave. Um, you know, when OKC got uh, got Paul George, we didn't think much of that trade either. Even though Oladipo ended up uh, 
you know, the, the light came on and he sort of turned it up differently. But nevertheless, I, I don't think they're going to get much for him. Um, Miami, like LA, does have a lot of useful players. So if I would have to guess, if that's where he wants to go, Miami being the East as well sort of probably helps them. Um, I, I can see that deal happening. I don't know. Miami Miami with Jimmy Butler becomes like, a, what, a top four team in the East? Maybe next oh, year. Go who on. do you think they give up? Who do you think well, they I give know up? They, well, who they want to give up. I know they want to give up Whiteside. I don't know how interested. I don't know how I heard Whiteside and Winslow. That's hmm. a pretty good deal. I mean, I like Winslow. I heard Dragic, too. No, is that not what I heard? I heard Dragic. Yes, I heard Dragic because that way uh, the they would turn around. Minnesota would turn around and trade Teak to the Suns was the rumor. Oh, hmm. I saw that three team trade. Uh, three team trade, right? Yeah, that was the rumor. Yeah. Oh, Teak is terrible. I find. Yeah, that was a bad. They should have just kept Rubio. That was like the stupidest thing I ever seen. Mm-hmm. Oh, seriously, Hibbs is done, man. You gotta go. Yeah, you know uh, what, man? Eric. That just goes to show you, like, he did a great job in Chicago, but you don't want a guy, like, running your team. Like, those days of being the GM and coach, those days are over. And probably the days of Tibbs as a coach are over, too. He oh, worked... he's, uh, he's a couple of claps away from Jason Garrett. Okay, fucking... He works his guys too hard, man. He's got... It, it could work, because I find, like, Doc Rivers, once once Doc Rivers was, was relieved of, of those GM duties... He was he was coaching well. I last thought he year. coached his ass off last year. To be honest, yeah. I was really impressed by him. That's true. So so I agree. Like when when you're doing coaching GM, like look what he's doing. Uh, um, tips. He's picking up players that he he knows, players that he's coached before and stuff like that. Like that's not the way to that's not the way to be a, a general manager. You have to look for the best fit for your team long term and 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 best value for your roster he's not getting that right now and, and it's hurting that team and um, I think Minnesota's in trouble really what's uh, crazy is think... that what's crazy is that Minnesota was like uh, the third seed before Butler got hurt last year in the Western Conference and like Butler was a consideration for MVPs so this could have worked actually like it's a shame you know what I mean that Butler wants to leave like he does yeah it's true it's crazy you just can't get along with those uh, those Fortnite playing millennials. Uh, <laughs> Wiggins and Cat. He just wants. It's to funny. I remember him when he was on Team USA. Uh, like I had heard or seen videos of him goofing around and stuff, and like you know, rubbing guys like Kobe the wrong way, kind of thing. And now he sort of has that same mentality. It's funny. I think he got a lot influenced by Dwayne Wade in Chicago. It wasn't the deal that Wade and Butler were. Uh, or against Rondo and all the young players. I think maybe Wade got into his head. Like, you got to do this. You got to be like that. And now, actually, ironically, he wants to go back to playing with Wade. So, yeah, so good. I right. think about that. Yeah, I thought about it because I remember... I don't know if you guys remember when uh, Dwayne Wade posted a picture of his wife and uh, Jimmy Butler commented something like... Uh, Something saying she's hot or something, and Dwayne Wade got all mad at him. So everybody was saying Butler's going back to be close to uh, Dwayne Wade's wife. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, so are we done here? Are we got any more, many more talk NBA anything? Golden State Warriors, Eric, what is going on with Boogie? When is the projected time to come back? And you are you excited to see? Uh, finally, finally, you guys got an All Star center. It was the last piece you guys were missing. Finally, after all those years of struggling, you finally got him. Are you excited to see how that's going to work out for you? Uh, not really thinking of Boogie, honestly. It's always fun those first few weeks, and it dies down for a little bit till All-Star break, right? So, yeah. Looking forward to the first couple of weeks of the NBA season. It's going to be fun. But yeah, Boogie, listen, I mean, Boogie... I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how he fits with the team because they're uh, such a like. What's going to be the final five? Let's say come playoff time. That's what's going to be interesting with the Warriors if they're all healthy. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, I guess it depends. This, it depends who they're playing, Boogie? right? No, but you put Boogie instead of Iguodala because Boogie's um, he's basically a pylon going on defense. He's a great rebounder, but he does nothing else. Doesn't even run back half the time. So it'd be interesting to see if they go that way because. Honestly, it doesn't matter who you play. When you have those five with Iguodala, it's tough to fucking beat, man. It's tough to beat. I, I think I'm more, interested, I'm more interested to see what Boston does and how they sort of, uh, what kind of lineups they throw out there. Because cause the team really gelled so well last year, despite those injuries that they had. And now that with Hayward and Irving back, I mean, it just feels like they're, you know, how do they get the right mix? Like, who's going to come off the bench? and Who's going to sort of, like, you know, uh, in, the, in the starting lineup, and you know, if you go with all the the five like major players in the starting lineup or or on the court together, who sort of takes a back seat? Um, so it'll be interesting to see sort of uh, Boston's dynamic and, and how they're going to make things fit. That starting five is like bananas. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Is it the starting five? Is uh, Jalen Brown going to going to start or Baines going to start at center? Yeah, well, that's that's my point. My point is that you know, there's a lot of things that you can kind of do. You you can have that starting lineup the way it is, but like you know, for every basketball team, you need pl- different players to sort of pick up different roles. And I think the guy that's going to suffer the most to answer your question is Jalen Brown, whether he starts or not. He's not going to like he's losing shots for sure. There's no way. I think Tatum's going to get affected hard too. Really, I think Tatum isn't going to get affected to be honest. He is because Hayward's back, so he's taking shots away from a guy that needs 20 shots, right? So, uh, I still think uh, he's going to get affected. I still think Tatum is going to take his shots. I don't think it, that's going to... I think he's take his shots, but what kind of shots? Are they going to be quality shots? Like, we'll see. Hayward, like, Stevens runs a system. It's not ISO ball. That's not how it works in, in Boston. So... We'll yeah. see how that all plays out. They're always going to be running plays for guys, and the reality is Kyrie Irving's always going to have the ball in his hands, and he's a shoot-first point guard, so we'll see how that the dynamic of everything works and how it all works out. I think the most intriguing stories in the NBA this year, for me, it's all about uh, you know the Sixers and the Lakers. Those are the two most fun. Oh, really? Sixers? Yeah. How do you say the Why do you say the Sixers? Because they didn't really add anybody. We're basically year two of Ben Simmons, and from what, what everyone's saying is that he's developed a semi-jump shot now, so we'll see. It's going to be fun to watch, man. He's fucking an incredible talent. Then you got Joel Embiid, who's all over social media. He wants to be under the spotlight, and he will be this year. It's going to be fun. Uh, you know, then you got 
uh, Markel Fultz, the former number one pick. We'll see how, you know, he apparently got his jumper back. So it's a fun team to, like, pay attention to. Anyway, yeah. I got a little love with the Sixers, too. So it's always fun. <laughs> nah, for me, the, the biggest, uh, the most interesting storyline is going to be the Raptors with Kawhi Leonard, for sure, in the East. I got to go with that. They were the best team last year in the East. Uh, uh, uh. In, the, in the regular season. In the regular season. And now they've just added the top two, three players. So, very excited to see how that works out. How he meshes with the Raptors. If he... And in the West, I LeBron with the Lakers is going to be super interesting to see. I don't think they're done uh, even this year. I think they're still going to try to acquire... Uh, another big piece before the year is over. Uh, yeah, that's going to be super interesting to see how far LeBron could take them. Right now, let's call our predictions on how far the, the Lakers could go. I'm personally going to say Western Conference Final is the, is, the, is the ceiling for them. Eric? I'm going to say uh, until they meet the Warriors. So, second round or Western Conference Final. That makes sense. That probably applies to uh, all the other 29 teams, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, like, I, basically, I don't see them losing to the Rockets or OKC. Right? Like, Man, that's the thing. That's the thing. If the Rockets could get Jimmy Butler, that would be a team that could probably beat the Warriors. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know about that. But was that the X-Buzzer I just heard? Yeah, that's not like a sound effect there. <laughs> no, I don't see that happening. I mean, the Rockets, look, they had their chance last year. It feels to me like their window's closed. So. I don't know, man. You had Jimmy Butler, plus you had uh, Melo up there coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah but Chris Paul, could he play that many games? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know, but it would be super interesting to see Butler on the Rockets. Armin, where do you see the the ceiling for the LeBron-led Los Angeles Lakers in this upcoming season? I mean, it's easy to say uh, semis, Western Conference semis. I agree. You know, yeah, if that's where they meet the Warriors. That's what they be. I think they'll they'll have a lot of struggles during the season. I, I think they'll probably be in the middle of the pack in the playoffs, uh, probably fifth or fourth seed uh, in the Western Conference. And then, you know, if they're the fourth seed or even fifth seed. They probably meet the Warriors, if, you know, pretty early. So, um, yeah, I think the Rockets are still probably up in the regular season, along with the Warriors. So, I don't think they'll have a, a top three seed in the West. All right, well, you heard it here first, guys. We're done for tonight. It's been a long one. We had said we we're gonna do like a 15-20 minute pod, and we're close to uh, close to an hour, so we went into overtime on this one. Uh, maybe we'll be back sometime this week with some more NFL talk we're in the full swing of the NFL season if not we'll see you guys next week please subscribe to us on iTunes Google Play and almost all of your uh, podcast platforms uh, Eric Arman, always a pleasure I'll talk to you guys very soon and see you again uh, at the next time peace yeah, have a good night, boys. Boys.